Grace and peace to you this morning. We're so glad that you're here with us today on Easter Sunday and uh, uh, glad that you're uh, here to join us and to worship with us and to sing praises to God and to celebrate his resurrection. If you have a Bible, I encourage you to open it to Luke 24. Luke 24. And I want to read verses 1 through 12 as we begin this morning. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful man and be crucified and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. What does the resurrection mean to you? You know, over time, some accounts lose their power. They get retold year after year after year, and we come knowing what to expect. We've heard it all before. It's the same old story. If you ask a a child what Easter means to them, they will likely say something about hunting Easter eggs or the Easter bunny. And and it's a day of fun and excitement because, you know, they get candy. They get to play games. It is a celebration. But they might not know why. It's fascinating to read Luke's account of the resurrection and and see the, the various reaction to the news. You know, we're 2,000 years removed from the resurrection, and and most of us have grown up hearing the story. In Luke's account, we get to see the reactions of people in real time as it happens. What would it have been like to be there on that day when the stone was rolled away? Imagine seeing the body in the tomb, leaving, and then returning And that body is gone. What would have gone through your mind? Imagine someone filled with excitement and they're they're running towards you to, to tell you that Jesus is alive. Would you have believed them? Would you demand to see it for yourself? Well, we don't have to imagine how the followers of Jesus responded because Luke tells us. In verse 4, we see the reaction of the women. They are the first to arrive at the tomb, and it says that they were perplexed. And the word perplexed means that they were 
puzzled or confused or bewildered. And this seems like an appropriate response to a dead person coming back to life. You might not know what to think. You know, that's not normal. It's never happened to you before. It would have taken some time to to process all that. And while these women are standing in the empty tomb, perplexed as to what's going on, two angels appear. And then this causes them to be afraid. Luke says they were frightened. And again, if you think about it, this seems pretty normal. At one moment, you're alone in an empty tomb. And in the next moment, there's two glowing beings that appear out of nowhere. If if that would happen to any of us, we would be afraid. You know, we'd be looking for the the quickest exit out of there. Um, and, And after the angels explain to the women what's going on, the women then rush back to the eleven, the apostles. And they explain everything. And imagine the emotions. And the women are probably excited. They're, they're overjoyed. They must have been filled with adrenaline. And their hearts were racing. They could not wait to share this good news with the others. They were probably you know, eager to see the expression on the apostles' faces when they tell them, And then Luke records their reaction. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. And I imagine that the the ladies who shared the news with the apostles on that day, they must have been devastated. How could they not believe? You know, hindsight is a helpful ability that helps us evaluate uh, previous situations. And so we can reflect on past conversations or past events to determine if we acted appropriately. And this is good. And it's something that we should be doing. But there's another type of hindsight that's not so helpful. You know, it's sometimes called the Monday morning quarterback. And so rather than reflect on our own situations, we reflect on situations where, you know, we had no personal involvement. And we gather around the water cooler and we explain all the mistakes that that professional quarterback made on Sunday and how, you know, we would have done it differently if we were in his shoes. And, uh, you know, sometimes we do this when we come to Scripture. We think, you know... If I were in Peter's shoes, I would have, I would have never denied Jesus. If, if I were David on that rooftop, I would have never lusted after Bathsheba. And we think that we would have believed in the resurrection the moment that we heard about it. Or the moment that we saw the empty tomb. We wouldn't have been perplexed or disbelieved. But one reason that we can trust the Gospels, that we know that they're true, is that they do not sugarcoat these events. They do not present a sanitized version or a version that makes everyone look good. Instead, they are realistic. They are true to life. And it makes sense that the women who found the empty tomb were perplexed. And that the apostles who heard that Jesus is alive, they thought it was just an idle tale. 
You know, if we were to go to a funeral home and view a body of a loved one and then leave and then come back the next day and the body's missing, we would be perplexed. We would have some questions. We would be looking for some answers, probably demanding some answers. If we received a news report of a friend who, who, who recently died and, and someone else is saying, well, you know what, they, they've come back to life, our first response would probably be disbelief. You know, you're just making that up. We would think that it's nothing more than an idle tale. Why? Because we know that dead people do not come back to life. You know, that's not an opinion. It's a fact that all of us know. And the women at the tomb and and the apostles responded just as we would have. This was not an ordinary event. Something strange had just happened. This, This was not on anyone's radar as to what to expect. Jesus, who was dead is now alive. Well, unlike the women and the apostles, we're not encountering this story for the first time. We've heard it many times before. We've, we've read the gospel accounts. We've sung songs about it. You know, you've even likely seen a movie or a television series depicting the, the life of Jesus and his resurrection. And this single event forever changed human history. You know, we could reflect on this for a long time, but but just think of the many artworks, music, novels, and architecture that we celebrate. They would have never been created if it were not for the resurrection. People all around the world celebrate Jesus being raised from the grave. And, And the resurrection is a part of the DNA of our civilization. But the question that we must all ask ourselves is, what does the resurrection mean to me? It's a personal question. The apostles believed at first that it was an idle tale because things like this were not supposed to happen. Now you continue reading and you learn that after they saw Jesus, they believed. And they knew it was real. So much so that they were willing to die. They were willing to be put to death rather than recant their belief in Jesus. And they were not the only ones. Many others witnessed the resurrection and some of them were martyred as well. They were not afraid to face death because they had seen the resurrected Christ. And it changed their life forever. Sadly, some people today think the resurrection is an idle tale because they have not investigated. They they haven't examined the evidence, and there's lots of it. There are others going around who just might not have an opinion about it at all. They're kind of indifferent. What is most sad is not non-believers who are skeptical or or indifferent, but believers who don't fully grasp the power of the resurrection. Is it possible to come week after week, year after year, and not realize the weight of what we believe? I think so. You know, what we're talking about this morning is we're talking about power 
over death. Do we really believe that? We're, we're talking about the resurrection of the body. We're talking about more than even that, a new heaven and a new earth. Death was not a part of God's original creation. It was a result of sin. And resurrection is bigger than you and me. It is the undoing of everything that is wrong with this world. No more sin, no more disease, no more violence, no more death. The resurrection is a symbol of God overcoming all of that. And there is no better news available than the resurrection. It is the greatest hope that we have. And I'm not sure we always realize how amazing it is. Some people get it. You know, this last week, I interviewed a friend of mine who lost his son 11 years ago. And I asked him, I said, I said what does the resurrection mean to you? And he said to me, it is the cornerstone of everything else. It means life after death is a reality. I'm not just believing in a myth. Life after death is real. And so to this man who has grieved the loss of his son for 11 years, the resurrection is not an idle tale. It is everything. He, he gets the significance of this single moment. He knows what it means for his son. He knows what it means for himself and for everyone else. And people who have experienced a great loss have no problem understanding the significance of the resurrection. They get it because they've thought deeply about it. They've spent lots of time meditating on what it all means. They have contemplated life and death issues more than the average person. This is my friend uh, Michael Whitworth. And on December 8, 2015, he lost his two-and-a-half-year-old son. He unexpectedly passed away just in the middle of the night. Nothing was wrong with him. It just all of a sudden happened. And this week he posted this on Facebook. He says, this is your annual reminder that if the empty tomb doesn't excite you, you've never wept beside a grave. And Michael understands the power of the resurrection. And if you ask him what the resurrection means... He will tell you that it means that one day he will see his son again. And the resurrection means that this is not the end. Now these are sad stories, but I don't share them with you today so that you will leave feeling sad. I share them with you so that you will understand the power of the resurrection. And you should leave here today filled with hope. My two friends that I just referred to, they are two of the most hopeful people that you will ever meet. And they're not hopeful because they were born that way. They're hopeful because they know Jesus. And they know he is truth. 
And they know that the message that he shares, it is real. They understand that death is not final and that Jesus offers eternal life to all who trust in him. So I ask you again, what does the resurrection mean to you? You know, it's so big that it's sometimes difficult to, to summarize. And I could spend hours talking about the resurrection. I could do an entire sermon series on it. But sometimes we need something simple that we can hold on to. Because life can be difficult. And when we're in the middle of one of life's battles, and we've all faced them and we're going to face them again, we don't need a book We don't need a a 10-week sermon series. We need a simple truth that we can cling to with all our might. What does the resurrection mean? Well, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. That's what it means. Because Jesus arose from the grave. We can face whatever battle life throws our way. Because Jesus is alive, I have nothing to fear. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Jesus is alive. He has risen from the grave. Death is swallowed up in victory. Let's pray. Father, we come here before you today and we thank you for the power of the resurrection. We thank you that we can have no fear because you have conquered death. And we know that death is not the end. That those who trust in you and follow you, they will live again. And Father, we long for the return of Jesus Christ. We long for everything that resurrection means, this new life, new creation. We long for the end of sin and disease and violence and death and all that is wrong with the world. And we know it's coming. Because Jesus has been raised from the grave. We pray this in his name. Amen.